You're listening to the Sabrina Phillip Podcast. In this episode, I share with you five shifts that you need to make so that you can hit and sustain $100,000 cash months. If you're going for your first 100K cash month or you're looking for some tips on how to sustain massive growth in your business, this episode is for you. You're listening to the Sabrina Phillip Podcast. In this show, online business coach and self-made millionaire Sabrina Phillip shows you how to do entrepreneurship your way. She moved to Bali with $800 in her bank account and just one year later had scaled her business to seven figures. Sabrina has been featured in Forbes, Business Insider, Goldcast, and Cosmopolitan. Using her signature intentional, manageable, profitable framework, Sabrina helps women make millions online. Currently traveling the world, tune in each week as she reveals the best tips, tricks, and strategies for creating the intentional life and business of your dreams. Here's your host, Sabrina Phillip. Welcome back to the podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you the five shifts that you need to make to hit and sustain 100K cash months. Now, I had my first $100,000 cash month in September 2017. I remember because I was celebrating in Hong Kong. I was in Hong Kong for October. So I was celebrating my September numbers. I think it was about $109,000 cash month. And it felt so incredible and so amazing And what I loved about that was it felt like I had hit this whole new level in my business. And in the years since my business has scaled far beyond that, and I have not been, I have not only been able to just hit that $100,000 cash month, but I have sustained that and scaled that well beyond that um, to now having a multi-million dollar business. So I think that a lot of times when it comes to your first 100K cash month, it can almost feel like a fluke. And it feels sometimes what I've noticed for a lot of my clients is it feels like it came off the back of a lot of really wonderful circumstances that came together and aligned. But then you wonder, okay, now how do I do that again? So maybe you had a $100,000 cash month off the back of a big launch, or maybe somebody paid in full, or maybe many people paid in full. But now you're thinking, okay, well, all of these people have just paid in full, so how do I do it again next month? Or maybe you just had a big $100,000 cash month or whatever that big number was. Maybe you had a 20K cash month and you're feeling like, okay, that was great, but now I'm really tired and I need to go take a break and I need to pull back and I need to rest and then in a couple of months I'll try again. And I think what ends up happening is this cycle of big months and dips, and then big months and then dips, and then big months and then dips. So this episode is going to be speaking to all of that, but additionally, it's going to be very specific about the five shifts that you need to make to hit those 100K cash months, but also to sustain them and to really be able to maintain that million dollar business and have that be something that is recurring and consistent and grounded in your business so that you don't feel like you're constantly moving between big months and dips and big months and dips. So the first shift that you need to make to hit those $100,000 cash months and sustain them is you need to shift your focus from selling your products once to selling them always. And what I mean by that is a lot of times people have a really great idea for a product And they love the program and they think it's so amazing and so awesome. And then they only sell it once and never again. Or maybe they sell it once, but it's only once a year or once every two years. And it kind of lives in the vault and they don't use that asset. 
So for me, for all of my programs, I have sales pages, I have email sequences, I have social media posts, I probably have live streams or podcasts or webinars that promoted that product. So for me, it doesn't make sense to spend all of this time, money, and energy to sell a product once and then to just have all of those assets be sitting in my content bank because that is a big mindset shift that you'll be making as a million dollar business owner is that what you create to promote a program is an asset, right? My sales pages for all of my programs are an asset that when someone goes to that page, it sells that program for me and I make money. When I post that social media post that promotes the program, my business makes money. So it's not really in my interest to create all of these assets to sell something once. And you might be thinking, well, Sabrina, that's fine because I sell everything on the fly and I don't have a sales page and I don't have Facebook ads and I don't even really have social media posts. I just blink and people pay me. Okay, great, cool, awesome. That sounds really exhausting, but also that sounds really unsustainable. And also I would add, it sounds pretty lonely because how can you get people to help you and assist you and work with you to scale your business when everything is just based off, you know, you blinking and posting a cute um, Instagram story or PayPal link with no details? Will people buy? Sure, they'll buy once. But if you want to be really turning that product into an asset and a piece of intellectual property that is constantly working for your business, you need to shift your focus. And I don't think you need to sell every product that you have all of the time, but I would certainly find a way to sell something regularly. So for me, I sell my Millionaire Mastermind on a rolling enrollment basis This is my um, highest touch, highest level mastermind for women who are scaling to a million dollars. And I have promotional periods before my virtual retreats because I host three retreats a year for my clients. And that's where I kind of focus my energy publicly on social media of selling and promoting that program. But someone can jump in at any time. Um, Now, is there more incentive to join sooner rather than later? Yes, the price goes up, bonuses disappear the retreats are happening, things like that. But because I have a rolling enrollment process and because I have funnels and webinars that sell that product for me, I actually don't do sales calls for that. The last time I did a sales call for the Millionaire Mastermind, I believe was maybe, um, I think it was August 2021. So almost a year ago, 10 months ago, and that's for a $35,000 program. So that program sells all the time inside of my DMs. So I sell that. That's where I kind of make the sale. But the program sells all the time because the sales page is up, because people can read that, because people can see the testimonials, because people can watch the webinars, because people know that it's available. That program sells all of the time. I had two people submit an application last night, so I'll be following up with them today. But that is such an amazing thing to have in my business that Yesterday was a Sunday and I didn't even post anything or do anything, but people found that program, they inquired, and now they're going to enroll into a program and those two applications will lead to $70,000 in new business. So finding ways to sell your programs all the time can really make it so much easier to be able to sustain and scale your programs because, you know, right now we're talking about how to hit and sustain 100K cash months. But an even bigger conversation is how do I shift my business from a million dollar a year 
to a million dollar program. And I think that's what I've been able to create in my business is that my different offers are million dollar programs in the sense that that is what that creates for my business, if not more. So one other way that you could go ahead and be thinking about this is even if you're just looking at your product suite, could you find one offer that you could sell all the time? And that doesn't even mean you need to go put it in a funnel, but let's say you always had a membership site and whenever you weren't launching, that was the thing that you promoted. You always promoted the membership site when you weren't launching one of your courses or one of your masterminds or something else. So you just have something that you can always fall back on and that's always easy to sell, which makes it easier to scale up the results in your business. And ideally, yes, I think, you know, moving into moving into funnels or moving into evergreen programs will just make it so much easier for you to really sustain that huge um, income in your business. Because what happens is let's say you get 100K cash month because you had a launch and then over the next six months that kind of dips and then it goes to 60k cash months and then 40k and then 20k and then you're like okay well now i need to go sell something again what happens in my business is every month it just goes up and up and up because we keep adding more and more and more clients and over time they come in at higher rates because the program that maybe right now is 2800 a month Maybe a year ago for somebody else, it was 2100 a month. So the business continues to scale, but I think it also makes it easier to continue to sell the programs because you do it all the time and it feels so comfortable and it feels so natural and you're really bought into the success of that program. It doesn't need to be a coaching program. It could be a course. I have a course called Start Your Online Business Academy um, that's always for sale on my website. So someone could go buy that today and you know, that typically does happen. We do get a ton of sales from that program every week. So that has really been such a wonderful thing for me to have in my business, knowing that even if I'm on vacation, even if I'm taking time off, even if, you know, Instagram goes down tomorrow, my website is still there selling that program for me. My email list is still there selling my offers for me. So really shifting that mindset of selling a product once to seeing that as an asset that can make money for your business every day and finding ways to sell it always. So just look at your product suite and just pick one. I have multiple offers that I sell all the time. For the most part, I would say I sell my programs every single day, except for my courses. I might launch those a few times a year. But really kind of having that shift will make it easier to hit that 100K cash month, but also to sustain it because you aren't relying on one big month, on one big launch to have a $100,000 month. You have the ability to generate that each and every month. The second shift that you need to make to hit those 100K cash months and sustain them is to start to see yourself no longer as a one-woman show, but as a well-oiled machine. So I've seen a lot of posts on social media over the last year, maybe 18 months, and they kind of brag about how, oh, I, I had this big cash day. I had this big cash month and I did it with no sales pages, no Facebook ads, no funnels, no team, no this, no that. And what I said to you earlier is, well, you know, that kind of sounds exhausting. And I find that a lot of those people who I see those posts from, first of all, they will apply for my programs and the you know, application might ask them, how much have you made the last three months? And it's like 10K cash, 2K cash, 6K cash. And it's like, okay, first of all, you're not making what you said online. But second of all, this is really unsustainable. And then I ask them, you know, what do you want for your business? And they're like, I'm tired. I'm stressed. I'm overwhelmed. I'm like, yep, yep. Makes sense. Makes sense. So 
this kind of badge of honor that we have given a one-woman show and doing it all yourself and being superwoman, I think that can die now in 2022. I think that we can kind of get over and leap behind this BS belief that a woman needs to do it all and she needs to do it in heels. You can take naps, you can take breaks, you can watch Netflix, you can have team members, you can have policies, you can have funnels. Like, you don't need to do it all. I don't want to do it all in my business. I often talk about how I run my business on 15 hours a week. Just because I work 15 hours a week doesn't mean the business is working 15 hours a week. The business is working 100 plus hours a week. It's just that I'm not the only one doing that. And that doesn't even mean that you need to go hire a million team members. My funnels are working for me. My social media is working for me. My automations are working for me, right? All the little internet tech robots, right? All the automations and Zapier and things like that, that works for me as well. So I don't have to. So really starting to shift from being a one woman show to a well-oiled machine and valuing teamwork and leadership and the work culture that you have for the people who work with you, I think will make it so much easier there is that quote that you've maybe seen. I don't know who said it originally and where it's from. So, you know, I'll Google it later and I'll figure it out. But it says that, you know, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. And I think that is so, so true because there have definitely been times in my business where I have been, you know, kind of frustrated with how slow I feel like it sometimes takes when you have a lot of people involved in a project to get it moving. But the scope and scale of the projects that I have been able to tackle with the support of other people has far out, out exceeded and kind of outweighs any frustration that I might have with the complications that sometimes arise with having support in your business. Because I know that those people care about me, they care about my vision, they're helping me get more of what I want. And my job has shifted from being that coach and creator to being a CEO. And that is my ultimate role is to be the chief executive officer of my business and to make my business a good place for people to work, to communicate my vision, but also to inspire people to join me in that and to work with me in that. So by really valuing and prioritizing having a company and having a team and being a leader my business has been able to go so much further than I ever could have imagined going by myself. And I think that is so essential to be able to sustain $100,000 cash months because I think a lot of us really struggle with this idea of every month we get to zero. So, you know, it's let's say July 1st and you're at $0. First of all, you're not at $0. Go look at how much money you've made this year. Go look at how much money you've made in the lifetime of your business. You're not at zero. But for whatever reason, as a coaching industry, we have decided to tie our self-worth to however much we make each month. Okay, we'll play the game. Um, but if you really start to think about just being a human, people have good months and bad months, and you can have good months and bad months, and your business can still have great months always. But that is if you have practices, policies, plans, team members, support, structure, automation. None of that needs to be hard or complicated, right? Maybe it feels new to you or foreign to you, so you have a question mark around how to do it. 
But that's the value of having a coach and a mentor and also just team members, people who have done it before, people who know how it's done, who can point you in the right direction. Something I've learned in scaling my business to multiple seven figures is I don't want to be the smartest person when it comes to certain things. So I don't want to be the audio podcast expert when it comes to this. I want to be the person who shows up and, you know, records the episode, but I want someone else who knows far more than me to go edit this episode. I don't want to be the person who is the absolute smartest tech wizard genius creating automations and processes and connecting things. I want someone else who is much smarter than I will ever be at that, you know, a little cute, sweet computer nerd who can help me out with that and who can show me the best way to create those automations and those, you know, kind of tech magical things that they do that I don't even understand, but I don't need to understand them. And that's the point. I don't need to be the one woman show who does it all. What I need is to find good people and have them around me and support that with automations and processes and structures. So that's another big shift that I want you to make as you start to look to scale your business to consistent 100K cash months. The third shift is really shifting from in-the-moment decisions, inspired ideas, inspired action. I've got to decide right now to policies and best practices. And what I mean by that is if you're the person who is always making decisions in your business, you are going to get something called decision fatigue. And that is where you are basically just tired and overwhelmed, but also starting to make lower quality decisions less quickly because you are being asked to decide so many things all the time. So here's, an, here's a way to think about it. Let's say a client emails in and they say that they want to cancel their contract. If you are always the one who your team says, hey, Sabrina, what do you want to do about this? And you have to read that email, think about what you want to do, go review the contract, make a decision. First of all, that's taking a ton of time out of your day. That is disrupting whatever else you could be doing. That's a more high value task for your business. And you are then making a decision in the moment every single time something passes your plate. A better way to think about that would be to have a document of what to do when a client emails in asking to break a contract or leave a program saying, here's what our contract says, here's how to respond, here are exceptions that we might make, here's what to email the client back, here's what to do if they, you know, kind of create issues or keep pushing the situation forward. Here are the times when it would be appropriate to contact me. Basically giving people decision-making guidelines so that they can go make decisions on your behalf. But if everything you do in your business is based on in the moment, can I do that, yes or no, it's going to get really tiring after a while, but also it's going to be really difficult because no one knows how your brain works. No one knows what decision you're going to make in that moment. So they're going to be trained and conditioned to always go ask you to make the decision for them. So as a practice, what I've done with my team members over the years is first of all, I give them kind of decision-making guidelines, but I give them a ton of authority over the tasks that they have. But let's say they do come to me with a question and they ask me to make a decision. What I might do is I might just go ahead and push them back to the guidelines if I feel that it answers it there. 
Or what I would go ahead and do is I would answer the question, but then I would explain why I made the decision that I did. And I would go ask them to add that to their document or ask that or ask them to add that to their notes. And that has been really huge in allowing my team to make decisions for me and help me scale my business. So that big shift that I want you to make there is really trusting in your ability to generate policies and best practices and ways for your business to function that don't require you to make in the moment decisions start to think about it like a corporation like a business what does the business do when someone says this not to not what does sabrina want to do not what is sabrina thinking or feeling that day if i'm in a really nice mood i might do this if i'm in a really cranky mood i might do something else well that's going to be really confusing for team members but it's also just going to make it really difficult to kind of regulate difficult moments in your business if your decision making is based off of your in the moment feeling. So when you have those policies and best practices, I think it also just helps you kind of make what's going on in your business a little bit more neutral. So it's not as dramatic or charged if you have someone who is, let's say, um, you know, let's say someone has filed a chargeback for one of your products and they've taken all of your content and then they filed the chargeback and they're kind of like blocking your team members and not responding. If you say, if you have to decide in the moment how you're going to handle that situation, that's going to feel, of course, very overwhelming and maybe even frightening and scary and very disrespectful what that person is doing. But if you're like, okay, I have a document on this. I have a policy. When this happens, it goes to the lawyer cool. First of all, it's not even your problem anymore. Like the lawyers can go deal with it, which is one of the value of having a team. But also because you have a policy of how you handle these situations and you have a best practice that you can lean on, you don't feel that stress of having to have a solution and an answer and a decision in the moment. And I think it helps you create trust in yourself that you can handle difficult things in your business, but also Things are going to come up every single day when you run a million-dollar, multi-million-dollar business. But not all problems are yours to solve. So creating that decision-making framework and guidelines and giving that to your team and also just leaning on those, right? This is basically just code word for boundaries, right? That's what this is. It's in-the-moment decisions, you know, shifting that into boundaries. One of the biggest ways that I see this play out in my business is with my schedule, so for years and years and years and years, I have had a um, kind of calendar booking system and it's very rigid. Clients need to schedule a 48 hours notice. If they cancel with 24 hours notice, the call is forfeited. Um, if they show up, you know, more than X number of minutes late, I hop off. If they show up, you know, a little bit late, I don't extend the call time. But it's not crazy to me or overwhelming when someone emails in and says, hey, I need to book a call. It's like, well, actually, like your package expired six weeks ago. Um, so no, not in a mean way, right? I think sometimes people hear boundaries and they think mean, but boundaries and policies and best practices and terms of conditions and contracts are just guidelines of how you are going to interact with your team members, with your clients, with your decisions. And I think it really lowers the charge, which is what makes it more sustainable because if your brain starts to think more money equals more problems and all of those problems are decided by you in the moment and that is going to feel 
really challenging. Um, so for me, really shifting into policies and best practices has been essential for um, sustaining the business that I have. The fourth shift that I want you to go ahead and make um, for hitting but also sustaining 100K cash months is really a shift in energy. So I think a lot of times when people hit their first 100K cash month, it feels like this huge burst of energy and excitement and then the energy dips and so does the money. So what I want you to think about is just kind of shifting your energy from huge highs of push, 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 excitement, 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 kind of like frantic manifesting to a very sustainable, grounded energy where this just kind of becomes your new normal, right? So for me, it is just kind of my new normal and it has been for years. My first 100K cash month, as I said, was September 2017. So almost five years ago, I'm recording this in um, June 2022. That is just normal for me, right? There's no huge, frantic, excited energy of getting there. Obviously, I have so much excitement, you know, for my business and for my life and my husband and my puppy and so many things, but it doesn't feel frantic and it doesn't feel pushed and it doesn't feel forced. It's just like, oh yeah, this is how life is now. This is how life works now. And I think that creating that sense of normalcy around having 100k cash months will make it more sustainable because you start to see it as this is just how things are versus I really have to push and be super high vibe in order to make the money. If you think that you can only make money when you are high vibe, I think you're really screwing yourself there because I definitely don't feel high vibe all the day. All, all, um, every single day, I don't feel you know high vibe when you know, tax season rolls around. I don't feel high vibe when, you know, my cycle rolls around. I don't feel high vibe, um, you know, when I got a bad night's sleep. I don't feel high vibe when, you know, Bonnie is kind of pulling on me and asking me to go take her for a walk in the rain. Like those things don't feel high vibe to me, but I can feel grumpy, cranky, sad, depressed, mad, angry, whatever, and still make money because how I feel does not determine how much money I make. But I think when people first have a big $100,000 cash month or $20,000 cash month or $10,000 cash month or whatever, it was kind of propelled forward by this really positive, excited energy, which to be clear, I think that's great, right? Have that, more of that. We want that. Amazing. But let's not have the flip side of that where if I don't have that energy, then my business goes down. And my business crash, crashes and burns because my business runs on my energy alone and it runs on my willpower and my excitement and my energy. Let that move you forward, but don't ever let that hold you back. So the big thing I would just be saying is to kind of look and see how you can kind of transform that energy into just a little bit more grounded and safe and regulated of this is my new normal and I belong here and this is just what life looks like. This is just what my income looks like. This is just what my expenses look like. This is just what my day looks like. This is my new normal. And I think when you start to make your next level your new normal, that is when that fresh energy starts to come back and it's like, okay, now what's next? And then making that your new normal instead of being like, oh my gosh, the energy is gone, so the money goes away too. So really shifting into that kind of frantic, excited energy into a sustainable, grounded, peaceful, I belong here energy, I think will make it so much easier to sustain those $100,000 cash months. But just to be clear, 
I'm not saying don't be excited about your business. I'm saying don't run your business on excitement alone. Now, the fifth and final shift that I want you to make as you go toward hitting your first $100,000 cash month and sustaining it is seeing yourself not as a little fish, but as a big piranha. So if you have heard the podcast episode with Lynette, which if you have not, go uh, check that out. But in the episode, we talk about how um, you know, she came into one of my programs really feeling like a little fish and she was surrounded by all of these huge big piranhas who are doing big things in their business. And over the course of us working together, she now has, you know, really owned the fact that she is a big piranha too. And what I mean by that is sometimes we feel so small and challenged and insignificant and unseen and nothing is working for us in our business and we think that we're almost like one hit wonders like even if we did have 100k cash month our brain is like it was a fluke it was a lie the maths don't math something is wrong here and I think this kind of goes back to what I was saying in the last shift which is really seeing it as this is my new normal and I do belong here which is I am a big effing piranha right? Like I am a CEO. I am a leader. I am at the top of my game. I'm not a little fish. I am a big piranha. And I want you to kind of take that as your mantra for any time something is feeling difficult or you're thinking, I'm never going to do this. Girlfriend, you are a big, big, scary piranha. You were made to do this. You were born to do this. You are so safe being a leader. You are so powerful running your business. You are so amazing at what you do. Your clients love to be served by you. Your team is so happy to work for you. Like you are a big, big piranha. And so for me, I think the reason why that energy has been so helpful is it means that I know that I'm a leader. And I think that when people really start to trust in themselves as leaders, they don't doubt themselves as much. Do you maybe sometimes feel a sense of pressure? Or do you maybe sometimes feel, um, you know, a sense of responsibility? Or do you maybe sometimes wonder if you're saying the right thing, you know, to your little fishies? Sure. But at the end of the day, you know that you are a big piranha and you know that you are a leader and you know that you are a badass and you know that you are good at what you're doing. And so I think that makes it a lot easier to kind of keep going and keep scaling because, you know, big piranhas, like they they keep going. They don't stop. I don't even know if piranhas eat other little fishies, but I bet they probably eat something. And not in a way of like, let me eat up my competition, but just like they keep eating, 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 growing, growing, growing. I'm making all this up in my head. Piranhas are probably not at all what I'm thinking about. But do you know what I mean, right? Like you just keep going. Like you know that you are so good at what you do that that is that kind of momentum and trust in yourself. That's what I'm talking about here. Like trust in yourself that I am so good and I am such a leader and I am so strong and I am so powerful and I am so capable And I am a big effing piranha because Sabrina Phillips said so. And I think that energy really makes it feel so much better and safer and more manageable to have a really big business, right? It's not even just shifting from frantic energy to I belong here. It's I belong here and I'm a bad bitch. That is kind of the level two that we're looking for. 
So those are those five shifts that you really need to make um, to hit and sustain those $100,000 cash months. So just to recap them, the first one is really shifting from selling something once to selling it always. So finding ways to have your business make money for you all the time and really seeing your products as assets. The second one is shifting from being a one-woman show to a well-oiled machine, not having this badge of honor for I need to do it all myself, but really leaning into and trusting the support that's available to you. The third one is shifting from making decisions in the moment to creating policies, best practices, structures in your business that can create those decisions for you and empower your team to take ownership on your behalf. The fourth one is shifting from, you know, kind of inspired frantic energy um, and kind of having your business run on energy alone to having a sustainable, grounded, I belong here, this is my new normal energy And the fifth one is really starting to see yourself not as a little fish, not as a one-hit wonder, not as a fluke, but you are a big effing piranha. You are a leader. You are a CEO. You are capable. You belong here. And when you start to make these shifts, both strategically but also energetically in your business, that is when you're going to have that big cash month. But more importantly, that is when you're going to sustain it because you're not going to tell yourself, oh, well, it's just because they paid in full. People pay in full because you're a big piranha babe, right? But people are going to keep paying in full and your business is going to keep running and you're going to keep selling and you're going to keep being visible and all of these things because this is your new normal. This is how your business runs. Your business does not run on vibes. Your business does not run on inspired action alone. All of that adds, but none of it takes away. You are... A company. There is so much there that is supporting you and empowering you and pushing you forward. And I am very excited to hear about all of the success that you have in your business. Thanks for listening and I'll catch you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Sabrina Phillip podcast. We release new episodes each and every week. So make sure to hit subscribe and leave us a five-star review. If you're a woman entrepreneur and you want to work with me to scale your business to six, seven, or even eight figures, send me a message because I'm currently accepting new clients. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I'll see you next week.